Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between. Where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places. So what made you want to study comparative literature and Spanish? Wow, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> We're going right into Archie, this is this is hard-hitting journalism. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not aware. Does it say comparative literature and culture in Spanish on my Facebook? It does, yeah. So I don't do Spanish anymore, that was just the first year. Okay, so what made you drop Spanish? I, I just I didn't enjoy it so much and laziness. I feel like with, with a language, you've really got, got to be on it. Yeah, you've kind of got to be all in for that, haven't you, I guess. So what made you want to pick all those for your degree? Um, so, comparative literature, I I did well and I have always enjoyed English, English literature. And I, I went to Royal Holloway's Open Day and had this other thing called comparative literature. Uh, and that interested me more because it's like English, English literature but less Anglo-centric mm-hmm. in that it takes uh, English literature from all around the world and, you, and a, lot, a lot of it um, involves comparing uh, as per the name um, that it's an uh, enjoyable degree I love, I love analysing books and, and films as well because yeah. um, the full name of it is Western culture. Okay. So the culture can be films, right. it can be uh, art, um, fashion, there was a module on fashion. Uh, yeah, but it's a bit film is, is the one thing I'm most passionate about. Okay. And I want to do film studies for masters. Okay. So if you had to pick your top five favourite films of all time, what would they be? Okay, uh, Clockwork Orange. Okay. I'm doing my dissertation on that. Uh, um, I also like The Graduate. The Graduate, okay. 2001 A Space Odyssey, it's another cubic one. Uh, we go for uh, Life of Brian, classic comedy. And uh, let's say uh, Manhattan, Woody Allen. Manhattan, okay. Uh, speaking of The Graduate, have you seen, um, what's it called, uh, Rumour Has It? No. The spiritual, the sort of spiritual sequel starring Jennifer Aniston, where her character reads The Graduate and realizes it's essentially about her life. I haven't, I haven't heard of that. That's quite it's 2000. Yes, yeah, so, uh, from what I've heard, it's shit. But okay. like, so I, not really a spirit. I mean, who says it's a spiritual sequel? Um, it's critics said it's a sort of a spiritual sequel to The Graduate because it includes The Graduate in the film because 
she reads, from what I remember, she reads The Graduate and realizes it is essentially her life. And her life mirrors <laughs> the character of The Graduate. Okay. That, that's an interesting. It doesn't. Yeah, I can't imagine how how they make that very good. It doesn't sound a very good premise to me. No. It sounds like a Jennifer Aniston rom com in the in the era where Jennifer Aniston was quite a hot. To be fair, she was quite hot, a hot ticket, and she had good. She's got good top comedy timing, so fair okay. play to her. So, thinking about film right now, um, how do you think it compares to the quality of TV shows that are currently that are currently being made? Uh, film um, compared to the TV shows at the moment. Yeah, uh, so current films like compared to the current TV shows being made, like Game of Thrones. Uh, true. I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. I don't, I don't tell me some TV shows. Uh, Ray Donovan. No. Okay, Game of Thrones. No. Really? Uh, oh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I, to be fair, I've not seen the last half of the last season, so don't worry about it. Um, Sopranos? No. You're gonna. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I've seen a lot of TV. Breaking Bad? No. In between us? Okay, yeah, I've seen a bit of In between us. Okay, 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 if you start naming sitcoms. Then. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, friends, come. Friends. I've seen, yeah, bits and bobs. Bits and bobs of friends. So, how come you stayed away from TV then? That's an interesting one. I, I feel like. The, with, with a film, it's this is sort of a definite start and a definite end. There's the vision of a story. Yeah. Uh, whereas with TV, there isn't so much. And also, TV kind of has to conform to a certain time. I think, like with, with film, it's I, there is a bit of that, but there's yeah. more, there's more kind of lenience. Yeah. I feel I feel like maybe a, like someone who was directing a TV episode, their vision might it, without the limitations might not fit into that like um the half an hour yeah or the hour or the hour or whatever yeah yeah i kind of guess that but for me it's like i like long form things so whether that be with comedy or with tea or with like things that i'm watching i like to have Basically, I like to have a lot of cake and eat, and eat it all the time, essentially. Okay. And that makes sense. I like to just sit down and watch ten, like a few hours of something and that, I, that I enjoy. Yeah. And I think with films, even though I still do love watching films, and I've just started getting back into watching them, um, the writing these days is nowhere near as good as the writers that they get for TV. Oh, wow, okay, really? That's, that's, I mean, what what do you, what to you is a good script? A script with really compelling characters uh-huh. and it can really hold your attention for a decent, for a decent amount of time and has a beginning, middle and ending even if the ending is even if the ending is an open ending like it is in almost every t almost every tv show that is on there's on the there's on today um but what i think is what i think is kind of telling is that a lot of the a lot of filmmakers and film writers 
are turning to um, streaming services like Netflix to offer their services. Like, um, what's his name? The guy that did, um, the guy that did Doctor Sleep recently. He also did. He did. Okay, that guy. He is also the main director and writer on the on the show The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. So he's taken everything that he does well on film and is able to stretch it out for ten hour long ten hour hour long episodes. You mean ten episodes of one hour? Yeah, so that's 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 why I've got you on this <laughs> to correct me. Yes. So, uh, what I'm really interested in is we'll get to the comedy and stuff later on. But what I'm interested in is how entertainers are actually formed, right? So, what was it like growing up for you? Did you grow up in London? Did you? I. I, I, yeah, I grew, I grew up in Greater London. Greater London? Yeah. So, whereabouts in Greater London? Um, Carshorton. It's uh, sort of like halfway between Epsom and Croydon. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it's a pretty nice place. It's um, I live specifically in Carshorton Beaches. Yeah. Uh, so-called, it uh, has a lot of beech trees. Yeah. Uh, it, but um, going to school... Um, no, I didn't. I didn't really have a good time at school. Okay. I, I it was just a bit, a bit miserable, really. <coughs> okay. Uh, that, yeah. Like, my childhood was all right overall, but yeah. school wasn't one of the things that was. What was it? What? If you don't mind me asking, what was it about school that didn't really gel with you? I think I, I, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of friends. I, Fair play. I feel like with um, growing up and going, we're going to sixth form and going to university. Yeah. I, I, I can be more myself. Yeah. But at the like going to secondary school, like I just felt that. I was interested in things that no one else was interested in, like even, yeah. even liking the Beatles. Like I don't like it didn't seem like there was anyone in the whole year who liked the Beatles. It was like that it was like my niche music. <laughs> Everyone was into you know modern stuff. Oh, okay. that's yeah. I'm kind of John. I'm actually kind of relate to that in the sixth form and you know sixth form was pretty much where I according to my mum where I blossomed, where I had a proper concrete group of friends and was allowed to just be my, just be myself. And yeah, I completely understand, I can completely understand that. But who, who the fuck doesn't like the Beatles? Like, did they not understand that like, they were sort of one of the foundations for music? <laughs> I don't think they care to were the foundations of music. I think they, they, they liked what was popular and what was accepted. What was accepted? Well, like what, shot, shot. Uh, do you know what? I'm kind of done with the radio and chart music now. I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. over it. Um, uh, yeah, well, to be fair, I, it all sounds the same. Well, I, I don't even know what's in the charts. Like, um, well, a recent album that I, I really liked was Lana Del Rey's album. I don't, she, she might be in the charts. Right? She's in the charts. She's, oh, yeah, she's definitely in the charts. I've never listened to a Lana Del Rey song other than Summertime Sadness, the remix. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't like it. It's annoying, that song, is it? It's just late. The thing is, it's just lazy, going, S-S-S-Summertime. Like, do you do something more interesting? summertime S-S-S-Summertime. I like it, but it is one of those songs where it is just, this is designed for drunk 
20 something year olds yeah. to wave their arms about and jump and sing al- and sing along at the correct moment and when there's when the correct tempo hits yeah. it's someone you know that it was one of those ones where, some, where a group of people sat in a marketing office and thought this is what we this is what how they're gonna we're gonna this is how we're gonna affect them at this point in the song okay and that is kind of scary to me not gonna lie scary <laughs> I mean, I, I heard someone like he what he wants the kind of a bit of a like a conspiracy theorist. He was like, "Oh, do you know that you know people who write write songs for the charts? They it's design they they're kind of designing the songs in a way which sort of like sends good chemicals to your brain." Yeah. And talking about the three kind of panic trade, I was like, "Yeah, I know everyone knows that. That's yeah. what music is." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it releases a certain. It releases a certain. Um, it releases. Endo- it releases endorphins, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, depending on what kind of depending on what kind of mood the creators of the song wanted to wanted you to feel, it can release sadness. It can release endorphins, which make you happy. And like, it, yeah, it's okay. Be inter- that's I, 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 interesting. The idea of a song releasing sadness, hmm. but then like, but it wouldn't. But I, I think that, hmm. if a song actually did, did release genuine sadness. I don't think a lot of people would listen. Or to melancholy. I, okay. Melancholy. Well, you say, I mean, yeah. So I suppose, I suppose, yeah, it can make you feel melancholy. I've not used that word in a long time, <laughs> in a very long time. So, what kind of music do you listen to now? Oh, at the moment, I'm listening to uh, Talk Talk. Have you heard of them? Yes, I've heard of Talk Talk. Okay. Shoo uh, Shoo. Shushi is spelled X-I-U, X-I-U. No, okay. never heard of them. They're, well, they're, they're an interesting one. I don't think there's any there's any band that sounds like them. Okay. They're just, it's kind of very depressing and very hectic. Yeah. And uh, my, they're my friend's favourite band, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd give them a listen. Okay. So, Royal, Holo- so Royal Holloway. Okay. Question. Um, what made you want to stay in London for university instead of moving out? Okay, so War Holloway, it's called War Holloway University of London. Yeah. But it's not actually in London. Is it? Where is it? It's in Surrey. <laughs> Lion bastards. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really. I mean, I feel, I feel like it, get, well, it, get, it gets all the benefits that uh, University of London universities get, yeah. get without being in London. So it's, uh, it's in Egham. It's a, uh, it's uh, next to Staines, which yeah. has Fort Park in it. Yeah. And I really should make use of that one day. Have you not been to Fort Park? I think uh, in, in first year of university. Yeah. yeah. That'd be like my first thing. I did my, I had my 26th birthday, uh, 26th birthday at Fort Park. Oh, okay. great. Yeah. But yeah, so what's it like in, in the university town? Uh, it's not. A very lively place. Though. No. Yeah, it's kind of it's what's well, claimed to fame is that uh, Dr. Seuss was stationed in Egham during the war, and uh, he was in correspondence with the guy. And the guy, the guy asked him, "What do what do you think of um, Egham? It's basically kind of quite green." Yeah. And he wrote, "Well, I do not like green eggs." And then that be- apparently became, "I do not like green eggs and ham." And that's how that book was created. So. Fucking hell. Yeah. My God, that's good on, good on Egan yeah. for, for existing. For existing. 
Otherwise, it's right, I do like Dr. Seuss, to be fair. I, he, uh, I haven't read him since, since I was a nipper. No, a nipper? Oh, I've not heard that word in ages. <laughs> like, I think my favourite one would have to be um, The Sneetches. Obviously, I've not read I've not read the, um, the books in ages, but the fact is you can still remember the rhymes. The, what, the Sneetches? The Sneetches. I've not. The, the Sneetches lived on beaches. Oh, okay. I cool. That sounds good. Would you, would you recommend it? I'd highly recommend it, Archie Brooks. I highly, in fact, whatever you're reading right now, fuck your dissertation, fuck everything else. Read the Sneetches on their beaches, please. That's all you need to do. So, uh, if you don't mind me talking about asking this, um, how do you think your autism affected um, you being at your school life? Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, was, I was part of um, the DFA, uh, Department for Autism. Yeah. And uh, I just, not, I liked, I pretty much felt like I, I, I didn't like any of the people there. Yeah. Uh, and I, di- I didn't like many people outside of that. So just, yeah, I felt a bit dislocated. And, uh, but then, like, to, to talk to people outside the DFA, they, yeah. like, they, like, <laughs> They knew that I was in the DFA, so yeah. that that led to a bit of a, um, isolation for them. So a lot of yeah. them were just kind of a lot of them were, were dicks. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I I I suppose but then people like people say that sort of autism can lead to having sort of a special, a bit like a. Um, Special ability, like uh, because sort of the stereotype is sort of an autistic person being like obsessed with a particular subject, and uh, so yeah, so like I've always liked literature, and maybe kind of my autism sort of interacts with, with that in something that I can kind of spend a lot of time on and, and be passionate about. Yeah. Okay. So, who have been? So, what really got you? What is the first book you've been reading? Uh, it, well, uh, like that. Do you mean? Do you mean like a proper book? I, I, mean, I guess a proper, a proper book. book. Is, 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 <laughs> is, is, I don't know. Um, well, I, I think I, well, I, I think I literally went for, at one point from Hobbit Henry to Harry Potter because what happened was I, yes, yeah, so I was kind of reading Hobbit Henry, and so my reading like ability. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was all right, but I wasn't sort of you know, reading any kind of like more challenging books. And then my dad had like a cupboard of the Harry Potter series, and uh, I, I said to my mum, "Oh, I, I think I'll read one of the Harry Potter books." She went, "No, no, you won't be able to read that." So to, just to spite her, I yeah. read the first Harry Potter. Book. Good. Good. Uh, proven her wrong. <laughs> Did you continue reading them afterwards? After? Yeah. Well, I, I got. I, I read the first. Three and got a bit way through the fourth one, so I uh, yeah I, I didn't finish the series. You haven't finished this. You've no. seen all the films, though, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I, I've sort of let you off for that because how how would you not finish the book series? Yeah. Okay. So I like the the actual answer is that I had around the time I was reading because I, I always it's like I think this might be kind of interact with like my autism or something. When I was younger, I had this thing, like an like obsession, 
but I had to so re, it was really a sentence so I had, had to re, I'd have to read it twice and I think, but then it became kind of game more than that and I had to kind of read it multiple times and yeah. so actually the, 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 the act of reading became quite difficult yeah. it was like I'd have to read so that that so I mean like like most people say I got bored of the series it's like for me it was that I had like a, a like an obsessional thing going on at the time that meant that I, I couldn't Actually, so yeah, that's that's the reason. Mm. Okay, but Jesus. Okay, I'm. That's real. I'm kind of. Not, I'm not exactly lost my words. I was like, wow, I'm just taking that all in. That's really cool. So, you went for so. Have you ever tried writing your own writing your own novels? Uh, well, when I, when I was younger, I wanted to be an author and. Uh, I, I didn't I think that that was just kind of like a sort of vague dream I had in the future but I don't think I, I ever I ever really wrote any so that yeah so not really but I, I I've, I've written poetry in the past which it it's uh, yeah I had a look at it recently I don't think it's, it's the best but uh, it is what it is it uh, I don't know, yeah. I might, I may, maybe in the future I'll just take up writing poetry again and, and see, um, see if I see if I improve, see if, see if it's funny. Mm. So, we've part one. Uh, click on part two to hear more from myself and Archie. See you in a bit.